Home Before Dark is an Apple TV Plus TV show that follows nine-year-old Hildy Lisko and her family as they move back to the town of Erie Harbor where her dad grew up. And Hildy is an investigative journalist who looks into a murder that happens soon after the family arrives. Now, the TV show is based on the real life of Hildy Lisko, who I think at this point in time is like 13, but it's based on the fact that when she was nine, she did investigate a murder in her town, and she did actually like solve the murder through her investigative journalism, which is insane. Like, what nine-year-old is out there like, oh, for my extracurricular activity, I solve murder cases. Like, huh? Huh? Hmm? Um, but Hildy is the most adorable kid ever in the TV show. I love her. She's She's such a cinnamon roll, and she's so sweet and cute and amazing and perfect and just a beautiful soul, and I love her. And just because of how amazing Hildy is, like, everybody should go watch this show. And it's only 10 episodes, so it's super bingeable. And season two has already been confirmed. Like, I'm pretty sure I was reading that they confirmed a season two even before season one, like, ever aired. So... Apple TV is really backing this show and really loves it, so it's going to be amazing, and it just, it's, it's such a great show, and I have so many feelings about it, so everybody should go watch it because it's amazing. Books, TV, music, and movies, all things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people might actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. So obviously Home Before Dark is a TV show, which means there's no writing I'm going to look at, and I was going to try and break it down into characters and stuff like I did with my past couple episodes, but it's just, it's difficult. Like, every plot point essentially centers around Hildy, so I'm just going to kind of say I'm talking about Hildy, but I'm going to talk about like all of the feelings I have, and I'm just throwing it under the blanket category of Hildy. So, first off, like I said in the beginning, she's the most adorable child I've ever met. Like, first of all, like, her outfits are amazing. Like, obviously, I know it's, like, a TV show and they have, like, people to put together outfits. But, like, her outfits are so put together for a nine-year-old and she's so adorable. And it's, like, she looks like a nine-year-old. Like, they didn't get a kid who, like, looks super old and try to play them off like a nine-year-old. I'm looking at you, Outer Banks, trying to make somebody who's 27 play a character who's 16. But, like, her outfits make her look like a nine-year-old, but also look like a stylish nine-year-old, and I appreciate it. Um, She's so smart, too. Like, she just, she doesn't take anybody's bullshit, either. Like, she sticks to her guns and is like, I know what I'm doing. I know I'm right. I know, like, I got this, which is amazing. I aspire to have that kind of self-confidence as a 17-year-old. She also has a caffeine addiction, which is so funny when she tries to, like, steal coffee from adults and stuff and her parents always swoop it out of her way but like the fact that she's like oh I love coffee but I'm only allowed to drink decaf and she's literally nine like it just she's so adorable like and she's such a little nerd and like okay she does have her moments where I'm like 
why are you doing this you're literally nine like what the hell is going on like in the first episode when she leaves the house in the middle of the night to see the cop like staring in front of their house i'm like girl you're nine years old don't you know you know stranger danger stay inside the house don't leave in the middle of the night like also she gets up at the weirdest hour she literally like wakes up at 3 a.m half the time and i'm like what nine-year-old has that fucked up of a sleep schedule that you're waking up in the middle of the night but it's fine um this is something I'm sure will become prevalent and very obvious throughout the course of this podcast episode, but I kept being, like, child and yelling that at my TV screen because, like, she just does so many things that I'm like, girl, calm down, but it was just really funny that I kept yelling child at my TV screen because she just, she did so many things that warranted that expression, you know? Um, I love that... Her paper is called The Magic Hour Chronicle because it's just such a beautiful title. And I love that it's not, like, something weird. And I love that it actually has, like, a thing where Matt's like, oh, like, this is Magic Hour and explains it to her. And that's why she calls it Magic Hour Chronicle. I also love when Matt made them press passes when they were going to interview the woman about the guy. Like, towards the end of the season when they were leaving and he made them press passes. That was so cute. Um... Okay, her, like, her in a sentence is crime doesn't care if it's third period, which I loved. I love when she, like, walks into the sheriff's department and is like, I need answers. I need this. I need that. Y'all are doing your jobs. Like, I love when she does that and sticks it to all the people in the sheriff's office because they're all stupid. Um, so, like, I just, I aspire to be her sometimes, a lot of times. Um, also, the way she handled all the hate comments in the beginning and she just, like, stands up on the table and is reading them out. Like, I would not have the confidence to do that now. Girl has the confidence to do that at nine. Also, shout out to Izzy in that moment for standing up on the table with her. And, like, I just, I appreciate Izzy for always standing up for Hildy, even though Hildy made her life, like, a mess sometimes, especially in school. And, like, Izzy having to deal with the ramifications of Hildy's actions, like, I love that despite all that, Izzy always stood up for Hildy and was, like, a really good big sister. And, like, that time she punched the girl in the bathroom, even though she, like, yelled at Hildy afterwards, like, she still stood up for Hildy and was like, no, I got your back. We're doing this. Um, I also, in the, like, Izzy-Hildy dynamic, while we're talking about that, love that Hildy followed Izzy out to the cabin and busted her and... I don't even remember his name. I wrote it down as Fishboy because... In the very first episode, Izzy sees her later on boyfriend through the fish tank, so I called him Fish Boy the entire time. But when Hildy busted busted Izzy and Fish Boy out in the cabin, that was very funny. I just, the Hildy and Izzy dynamic is so perfect because, you know, Izzy doesn't treat Hildy like a child and... She, you know, is always there for her and stands up for her and actually acts like a big sister, but also, like, is down to have deep and mature conversations with her and, like, work through their ish. Um, And, okay, speaking, going back to the cabin really quick, I'm choosing to believe that the cabin that Hildy and all use as, like, headquarters was Matt's hideout as a kid, like, just because of the way he acts when Hildy takes him there to read like the police report or the file that they get um 
And I just, I love that kind of poeticness of the fact that it was Matt's and for all of the shit that they have to go through and moving back to the town where Matt left and, you know, all the small town drama that goes with that, I'm very happy that, you know, Hildy's now using something that was Matt's and, like, it's a positive memory for the show. So I like that. Okay, also on the Hildy and Matt part, um, the fact that Matt calls her scout after To Kill a Mockingbird is so adorable. Like, I love that, and I love that he just... Because Hildy is very similar to Scout, and, you know, maybe I could do a comparison on that, but I'm not going to because that requires, like, a lot of work and in-depth research and, uh, you know. But they're similar, and I like that Matt does that. And also, okay, what, like, a nine-year-old is reading To Kill a Mockingbird, though? Hildy. Hildy is the nine-year-old reading to kill, to kill a Mockingbird. But still, like... I didn't read that book till sophomore year. Granted, it's not, like, a super hard book to read, but, like, girl's reading way above her grade level. Go for her. Go for her. Good for her. Go for her, apparently, is what happens when you try to say go, Hildy, and good for her at the same time. Things we find out these days. Um, also, okay, Hildy's journal is so cool in the way it's, like, she has all these fold-outs and pop-ups and all that kind of stuff. And, like, every episode I love that they use the journal as the intro and also that they do the graphics in episode with surrounding the journal and stuff. And that's, like, really cool. And it just, it adds, like, a level of playfulness to the show that, you know, for as much as it's, like, young kids that center, that the show centers around, there's also plenty of adults and also plenty of adult topics that get discussed and so the fact that they bring in the journal is just a level of playfulness that I love and balances out the show very nicely um also speaking of like adult things I love that Hildy wasn't afraid of Sam and that Sam actually got to call her at school which okay what school is allow allowing their nine-year-old kids to use the school computers to call prisoners like I can't get onto Netflix on my school computer, and yet she can get onto some website where you can FaceTime with a prisoner? Like, Erie Harbor needs to step up their cybersecurity, first of all. Um, also, the fact that she goes to see Sam, and the fact that Matt justifies her being able to go to see Sam by saying that he's taken her to Rikers? Like, okay, they she was younger than nine, whenever he took her to Rikers, because she's nine when they move out to Erie Harbor. So, what the fuck kind of dad is taking your daughter to Rikers? Also, I cannot, that has to be a fake plot point. Like, okay, obviously the real Hildy was I'm sure, has not gone to Rikers. But I don't think Rikers Island is going to let just some nine-year-old walk through the door. It's like, okay, that was a stretch, but also hilarious in the fact that he said that. Like, I don't know. That scene was great. Um, also, when Sam escapes and is running through the forest and Hildy's just drops everything to run through the forest with him and, like, isn't scared and she's like, I can help you, I want to help, why won't you talk to me? Like, their dynamic was just really great and even though it, like, obviously was a little strange, like, Sam handled that situation very well because he wasn't, like, you know, he very easily could have been abusive or creepy or weird with it, but he was very, like, I'm an adult, I'm a good person, I'm not gonna, like, stretch something, make it weird, do whatever, you know, like, it was, it was a good scene, and also the airport scene when he was sitting on the plane, like, I just, I felt so bad for Sam that whole time, because he was so good, and he did nothing wrong, and yet he was blamed, and all of this, like, 
everything that goes into a wrongful conviction, obviously, but also, like, he missed out so many moments, and now his sister is dead, and, like, Sam just, he deserved a lot better, okay? Um, now, again, I have, this episode is gonna be a hodgepodge, because I don't know how I organized this, I didn't really organize this very well, so, it's fine. Um, every time Hildy goes, I'm a journalist, it cracks me up. I, I love that. I think once, you know, I get of age or whatever, I should rewatch this show and take a shot every time she says that because, you know, I'm pretty sure I'd end up very drunk very quickly, but it's fine. Um, also her friendship with Donnie and Spoon is amazing. I love that they're just always down to do anything and they're such comic relief and they're so stupid sometimes, but so funny. And Spoon has the best outfits, first of all. I love him. Whoever his stylist is, I need it. And if he's his own stylist, like, he needs to grow up and be a professional stylist because mans would make bank off of that. Um, and Donnie and Spoon deciding to sell t-shirts at the dance for the Magic Hour Chronicle, Chronicle was amazing. And shout out to the principal for, like, actually buying one and not shutting them down because I'm pretty sure at my school they'd be like, oh, you don't have a license to sell that. I'm sorry, but, you know... Principal Kim was just like, I'ma do it, I'ma buy one, I love these shirts, it's a great fundraiser. So that was amazing. Um, another bad bitch moment. I don't know why I said another. Oh yeah, because Kim just had a bad bitch moment. Kind of. But another bad bitch moment, anyways, was Hildy at the clam bake when she called out the sheriff and was asking questions and being like, why don't you explain yourself? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Like, yes, Hildy, pop off. We love it. Um... Yeah, like, Hildy just, she's great. She always, you know, I love also, speaking of times Hildy popped off, I love when she popped off at the sheriff in, like, the last episode or second to last episode, the very end, talking about, like, the truth and how Matt had taught her about the truth and how, you know, the sheriff needs to accept the truth and, like, let the truth out and stuff. Like, that scene was very great and also very emotional because I hated every time Hildy cries because... Hildy was just, she's so nice and so pure and so beautiful and so innocent, and I hate every time she breaks down. And speaking of things I hate, I hate that she thinks she has to fix her family and that's why she's working so hard, because you're nine. You're not doing anything to, like, wreck your parents' marriage or hurt your family. Like, you're doing so well, and I hate that she feels like she needs to fix it. And so I hate after they are like coming back from the prison and she like breaks down crying because she's like but how am I supposed to fix you guys now like that sucked and shout out to the fact that when they're going to the prison I think or whatever some part the part when um Izzy and Ginny you know clean the house and set up a date night for Matt and Bridget because that was amazing and super kind and super considerate and shows again what a great character Izzy is I love Izzy um Speaking of Matt and Bridget, I really did think they were going to get a divorce for a minute there, but then, like, at the end, I was very happy that they didn't because they're a very healthy couple, and it's very real, and it's very, you know, a good representation of what marriage with kids probably is. I mean, not that I would know, but it's, like, a better representation than, like, the blissful this or, like, the couple that just always fights and then ends up getting a divorce. Like, they showed rough patches and they moved through it and they showed how much they love them and how difficult it could be but I liked that they resolved their issues and were good and happy and stuff you know that was that was very nice it was very good and healthy and I liked it and also 
and their batting cages couples therapy was hilarious and I love that and I'm stealing that idea for like when I need to release anger or I'm dealing with issues in a relationship that is like I'm keeping that idea and taking it thank you very much um so yeah moving on to Hildy and Trip. um I love Trip. Trip was so cool I love the fact that she lets Hildy see the documents in the very beginning is like you know what I'm a woman I'm not respected here I'm gonna give Hildy the respect that I wish I had and let her see these damn documents because I'm a boss ass bitch and that's what I'm gonna do like I love Trip. um also I love you know Hildy Donnie and Spoon for getting Trip the sheriff nomination and I love that Hildy when she walks in to get like the papers to become sheriff the woman's like you know you need law enforcement experience and to be 18 and all these things and Hildy's like yep can I have the papers please and she's like um okay and I love how hard they work to get all of the signatures and stuff and it just and then not only did they work so hard to get her the nomination, but Trip fucking won. And I was so happy because girl deserves it and girl would be a much better sheriff. And that is one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to in season two is them playing out the arc of Trip being sheriff because that is the world I need to live in. <sighs> it was great. Also, speaking of them getting her the nomination, Hildy and Pop Hop, when they're dancing at the old folks' home to get signatures, was so cute and so beautiful and such like a kind good-hearted moment um and I love it so yeah um then looking at like the end and the big plot points at the end I was not suspecting that the librarian and the principal's mom had some secret identity life and brother like I was not expecting where it was going um so I kind of I kind of like that I mean okay it obviously had to be somebody from in town, so, yeah, and I think the librarian, like, it was a little weird, because we didn't get really any clues that the librarian was who it was, like, and maybe I need to go back and watch it again and try and see if I can piece it together from the beginning, but there was no discernible hints that I had that could have even led me to think of the librarian, like, it was completely out of left field, which was interesting but also a little bit annoying whereas I would have liked maybe to have some hints and you know know some things and be able to make a guess and maybe have like a couple different people in the air and then you know you guess and it would have been wrong but you know you could have seen how the other person did it but the librarian was an interesting storyline and they I like that they built it out and they made it developed and they gave it you know complete closure and like they filled plot holes and stuff it wasn't just like they invented some random character and make, put it in there. Like, they actually did their due diligence in building out the story. So I was appreciative of that. Um, also, in the end, I love that Frank and Matt, like, reunited. And that Frank actually had a really good character arc. And I appreciate that because I think Matt needed a win. And I think that, you know, Frank having the arc and him and Matt being able to come together really just, it made things good. And it, you know ended the season on a positive note that Frank was able to have a character arc and you know we're looking forward to a season two where there's no corruption in the police force and all of that stuff like so Frank's you know arc was good and Frank and Matt's reunion was great um and the fact that okay the ending just the ending I don't need to say the fact that the ending where you know Hildy and Matt are walking off because Richie Fife is alive 
completely shook me. Um, I don't think the fact that Richie Fife was alive shook me. I was very kind of on board with the idea that Richie Fife was still alive. Um, I didn't think he was dead. I didn't think they were going to do that. Um, so I was very on board with the idea of who's alive. What I'm not on board with is them just walking off to find him and not giving me any answers and not giving me a season two or anything. Like, okay. I appreciate that they kind of sort of wrapped up most of the things that were happening during season one. You know, we got answers to who was kidnapping him. We got answers to the sheriff's election. We got all that stuff. So it was the right kind of cliffhanger in that we got closure for everything, but we're starting a new segment. I just, you know, need season two and need answers because I want to know where the hell where Chief Fife is and why hasn't he come back to Erie Harbor? You know? You know? You know. So, in conclusion of all of that, I apologize because it was a hodgepodge episode with not a ton of direction, but my notes did not have a ton of direction, so it was very difficult to kind of formulate an episode with a lot of direction, but it's fine. We did what we did. Um, honestly, it now is, like, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's just... It's so good, and I love Hildy, and Izzy, and Ginny, and Matt, and Bridget. Like, their whole family unit is so good, and I love the way they interact, and just, it's beautiful. And obviously, I love Hildy, and all of her traits, and quirks, and her, I'm a journalist! Like, I love Hildy so much. And the fact that it's based off of a true story, like, the fact that I now know that somewhere out there, a nine-year-old solved a murder, and it is an investigative journalist, like, She's going to get into whatever college she damn well wants knowing that story. Like, hey, tell us something interesting about your life. Well, I, you know, when I was nine years old, there was a really formative moment in my life. I solved a murder in my town. And then four years later, Apple TV Plus released a whole TV show revolving around what I did. Like, goddamn, every college she applies to is going to accept her, and she's going to be the best journalist to, like, ever exist later on in life, which is amazing. Um, I need a season two, obviously. Even though it's already been renewed, like, I need it to drop now, especially, like, with quarantine. I really just want something to do, so a season two would be great. So, yeah, I've been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on the TV show Home Before Dark. Thanks for listening.